This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the latest episode of the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Currently I'm looking out of the window, watching the alpacas graze. Long grass, short grass, very short grass. Fussy lot, aren't they? Some are sunbathing. Ah, long, hot summers. Personally, I can't wait for autumn, but don't tell anyone, or they'll blame me next time it rains. I can't help having a different set of priorities. I like it when it rains. It keeps the grass growing. I like it when the grass grows. I have a bunch of pretty lawnmowers who need it. And composted alpaca manure does amazing things to your garden. And it makes your clothes smell. But I like the smell of alpacas. I don't know what you've been doing lately, but we're in the middle of matings. Multiple matings are so loud. Well, it caused my thoughts to drift to where all this began. We started over 11 years ago with five pregnant females. I've talked before about this, but not about the process of choosing your alpacas. Where you can get to is determined by where you start. Are you looking for fibre or breeding stock, showing or just pets in the field? What's your focus going to be? Or are you going to try to keep your options as open as possible? You need to make your investment wisely, but cheapest isn't always best. Another thing to bear in mind is that you're not buying boxes off a shelf. Choosing carefully both your animals and who you buy your alpacas from can make all the difference. You will need access to support and knowledge, especially in the early days, as you learn what is normal, both for alpacas in general and this group of individual alpacas in particular. When you buy your animals, you should also be thinking you're buying access to the breeders for that support. Is it somebody you can work with? Do they know what is needed? From our experience, three is the best minimum number for a herd. We've talked before about the kind of space and facilities they are going to need. Make life easy for yourself and do your homework, take your time and make the preparations. Having decided We wanted to keep alpacas. We came to the point of choosing which ones. We set off on our five-hour round journey to go and visit the breeder and the range of alpacas that they had to show us. We were so excited and also slightly anxious. Would we find the right ones? Would we choose the right ones? As we pulled up in the car park, it was time to find our future. We looked... We considered, and we were guided by the breeders. At one point, I was slightly dismayed, really, as I looked again at one of the ones I liked and noticed she looked not quite as pretty as I thought she had done before. Her lip was drooped, and she did not look very attractive. Luckily, I commented on this out loud, and the breeder was able to reassure me that it was because she had been arguing with one of the others. And sure enough, there was the matching droop lip of the one she had disagreed with, complete with green spit hanging in the teeth. 
if you've got alpacas, you will have seen this before. Anyway, that was just as well that we saw that. It meant that we kept her in the selection, for which I'm extremely grateful. We ended up with a black, a brown, two light fawns and a true white. A good mix of colour in the field and a range of genetics to feel confident about potential future offspring. Of course, you never know quite what will arrive, and we've had our share of surprises over the years. But we have been delighted with our original choice, and have so enjoyed how they have added to our lives here in the valley. We looked at a good spread of colour, bloodlines, and to make the money stretch a bit further, a mix of quality too. We began with five pregnant females. We knew we wanted to breed, and knew we wanted to have a reasonable-sized herd. We'd also settled in advance that we could increase the land available to us to cope with future numbers, although I know it's not always easy for everyone to be able to do that. Some were clear. Hermione, with her amazing presence in the field. Lalana, a brown beauty with the most stunning eyes. Check out her picture in the show notes. Our black one was Nicola, small enough and of gentle character to offer less threat to my brother-in-law with his learning difficulties, who lives with us as well. The remaining two were light-coloured, Juno with her knowing look and slight touch of fawn on her head. In fact, when it rained, this touch of colour extended down the back of her neck and along her spine. She was a remarkable animal with lots of lovely, dense fleece. The fifth was Scylla, a true white. We had more in a group in various pens in the barn and took what seemed like a long time to settle on the ones we would be creating our foundation herd with. Don't rush this. You do need to make a decision, but you need to make the best choice for your needs and situation. Most breeders will understand. At last we had a group identified, and finally a price agreed. I remember trying to choose our first puppy was a similar challenge, and that was only one. In that case we were narrowed down to two bitches, and while squatting in the pen with them, one of the two we were struggling to choose between came over and sat down between my legs with her back to me, seeming to say, this is where I belong. So I guess in the end she chose us. So let your emotions play their part, not completely, but they need to be in the mix. Given that alpacas can live 20 to 25 years, you're going to want to be sure you can live with your choice. You might also be surprised just how much you and they will change and grow together over time. Going through difficult births, illness or injury can develop a depth of connection that might surprise you. It did me, anyway. Each new foray into feeding, moving between fields or carrying out basic husbandry checks offers a learning opportunity to be embraced and enjoyed. Though sometimes the lessons are bittersweet. Being spat at for the first time is a salutary experience, as is being kicked. Great situations to reflect on, how could I have done that differently? And what will I do next time? Trust and confidence come layer by layer with each interaction. Keep your eyes and ears open and file each hard-won experience away for future reference. Learn what the sounds and body language signify so that you can read things that are about to happen. You will be surprised, firstly, that they can outsmart you on many an occasion, and secondly, that you do get to understand them, and can most of the time stay one step ahead. Well, half a step, if you're lucky. 
If you have the luxury of some time with the alpacas you are considering, try to be around when they are fed and observe how they interact. If they're part of a large herd, your particular choice may not be a natural grouping of friends. Quotes. Yes, there are some that they get on with and some they just don't. Some they'll be happy to share a feeding trough with and some no way. To avoid both spats and spits, you should allow about three foot of headspace per animal. They will mix in and share, but if there's more than the essential space in terms of buckets and in troughs, etc., it avoids food wars. Try to look them in the eye every day to check how they're doing. Side on, though, not nose to nose, unless you like green. Always learning, be hungry for knowledge and experience, then put it to use and keep practising. Awesome responsibility and amazing privilege in equal measure. So what's your favourite thing about keeping alpacas? Let me know through the usual channels or through the link on the post, which means I get to hear you. For real. It's a bit like leaving a voicemail, but through the website. Try it out. Just before we finish, have you noticed just how many plants are preparing seeds at the moment? That goes for weeds and the poisonous plants that can sneak in when you're not looking. Go take a walk through your pasture and look for anything that shouldn't be there. A clear contender for that title is ragwort, with distinctive yellow daisy-like flowers. See the pictures in the show notes. Dig it out properly. Don't just pull it. Inevitably it snaps near the base and it will return next year. Catch it now while the yellow flowers make it stand out in the field. And don't let the seeds set. Harder to see and the fluffy seed head will spread lots of future work and poisonous plants. Remember the old saying, one year's seeds, seven years weeds. Thanks for being here and joining me on your alpaca journey. Have a good day. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington.